Welcome to The Odds Pod. I'm Dave Hendrick. And I'm Ben Hennessy, and we're the team behind the Scout Comics title, The Odds. A comic book about life in the countryside, from its rolling hills to its many, many body horrors. Anyway, each week we invite a new guest on to share their favourite apocalypse stories with us. Be it the merging of a dead universe with a mortal man and a cosmic egg, if it happened to Galactus, it could happen to you. The last gig on a freezing rooftop, or the discovery of a sand-covered statue that meant it was Earth all along. <laughs> so today's guest... He's an artist whose indie edit propelled him into horror history as a game-changing artist on Vaults, the nasty. He is Adam Cahoon, and he's here with us right now. Adam, hey. thanks for joining us. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's better when the guest joines in with it, otherwise it just sounds like two guys, you know? Yeah. Hey, it's a, <laughs> a small creepy. crowd. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's just one of us who says, yeah. 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 Uh, we have about that much enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, thanks for joining us. I know you're busy. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, awesome. Man. So, where whereabouts in the world are you right now, Adam? Uh, so, I'm just outside of Sacramento in, uh, oh, yeah, in California, California. Cool. on the west coast of the United yeah. States. Is it like a million degrees where you are right now? Are you okay? No, you guys, oh. it's 98. It's amazing right now. Okay. Uh, I think once you once you live here for one summer, uh, anything less than 100 is kids You're are happy. out playing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, right. it's amazing. Yeah, nice. yeah. I think I think next week it gets down to eighty nine, and I don't I don't know. I'm gonna wear a sweater all day. Like I don't know what we're gonna do with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Bob sleds. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's wonderful today. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm 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 very happy to hear that. I think I'm quite uh, jealous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, what, I, what are you guys doing? About- oh, oh well, look. For starters, you know we <laughs> we we don't use imperial measurements. So, but what, what whatever <laughs> whatever we say is going to sound awful, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is awful. It is <laughs> two metric tons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. So, um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. But you know, put it like this: <laughs> we were able to see the sky today, and everybody was mm. happy. Wow. So yeah. So that you was. You guys good. still have that? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have that. Yeah. So it was okay. Sometimes okay. we didn't yesterday, but today's a good day. We were know? in a cloud all day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was very depressing, yeah, very de- and, uh, yeah, just an awful, awful day yesterday. Um, but uh, but look, here we are, hail, yeah. hearty, and happy, and uh, we are talking. We can move comics. from some something, some awful weather to some truly terrifying comics. So let's let's talk a little yeah, bit yeah. about the nasty. Like, yeah, uh, dude. yeah, this is going great. This is one of my my favorite books at the moment. Like, how? how oh, thank you, man. Uh, how have you been finding your time working with John Lee's and the Lads Vault? Well, you guys know him. He's terrible. Yeah. He's a just a <laughs> horrible human being. Villain of a character. Yeah. Oh my god, he's the uh, worst. That, that guy, that guy's wonderful, man. There, uh, <laughs> this is. I think working with him is going to spoil me for the rest of, <laughs> of my of my potential comics career. He's so just kind and enthusiastic yeah. and like all and writers. Supportive. Yeah, yeah, good looking. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all across the board. Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Dave. I mean, uh, has me spoiled, Rotten. You know, just yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you have oh, to yeah. talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm watching you right now, Ben. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting to work on our comic right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's just. He's just a joy. He's just a joy to to get to know, and and I mean, I feel like I feel like we hit it off before yeah. we even started working together. Um, you know, I, I saw some of his, his writing, and I was like, this guy just. He's got the right sense of humor. I mean, yeah. you could just, you know, I knew instantly. I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be fine. Like yeah. we're, we're going to fit in just really, really easily. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been chatting a bit of before and like, 
it, this is your kind of first time doing um, interiors for like a bigger yeah. Budget, right? well, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've done uh, I've done my own. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I put out. Yeah, let's talk about those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I um. So the first time I ever did comics, uh, it was about 2015. Uh, I'd been a I'd been a painter up until then. I I got my degree in 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 fine art and painting, and and I'd been doing that for a while, and sort of was falling out of out of love with with that that world in general and um was kind of looking for a, a project to, to 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 fill my time and a good friend of mine came to me with a with a script for a graphic novel called uh, greetings from the maglev um that we actually just kickstarted uh last week yeah. uh, i think we we closed on that one sure um, congrats oh thank you thank you um and that was the first time i'd ever even considered working on a comic and and that whole first year, I felt like I was just, I was just kind of a, a contract worker, you know, like I was just going to do it to kind of, uh, as a stopgap to figure out what I wanted to do next. And then sometime within that year, I started going back into comic shops and back into, um, into cons. And I just, I knew kind of right away, I was like, this is, this is my world. Like, this is where I need to be. Um, cause the community around, around making comics, just in, just in making comics, like you have to for the most part, you're going to have to work with a writer. You're going to have to work with a colorist. You're going to have to work with a letter. Like just that idea of building something uh, as as part of a team felt felt really inviting to me. And then I started going to cons, and and just the, there was so much support and energy and, and kind of enthusiasm uh, in a way that I didn't, I wasn't finding in, in kind of the the capital A art world. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and I just I was just off and running, and so I I did the first two maglevs. Um, and then about 2017, I started making my own comics. Um, and I made, uh, probably about six or seven yeah. different comics over the next couple of years. Um, and then, um, and then I, I got in with vault on the nasty and, and I, I think there's, there's no looking back at this point. Yeah. Um, great. It's certainly working yeah. out. Yeah. One of those well, comics yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to, to the toughs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's well, really worth checking it. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Thank like, you. um, thank you. And, and different to what you're putting out with Vault too. So it, it yeah, almost looks like a different much. artist, you know. Um, yeah, that's, that's really more, good. I feel like the Tufts is more sort of how I want to draw naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I'm drawn for the for the nasty is, has more to do with kind of the first two issues, uh, yeah. which were done by um George Combatas. Com- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's on yeah. Gargoyles, uh, I think, isn't he? Yeah, 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 gargoyles and like Saturday morning Dungeons and Dragons, something like that. Nice. Um, and so his style was sort of like I'm not, I don't draw like him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to fit it more into that into that world, um, and to make it, you know, I when I draw for myself, it, it looks a little bit more like the Muppets. It looks a little bit, a little bit kind of sillier. Um, and so the way I'm drawn for the nasty is more to fit kind of in line with with what was happening in those yeah. those first two issues. Is there? And I, also, I, I saw okay. a little bit of a. Uh... There's a little bit of Mark Hample in there as well. I thought. Mm. I thought there was a. Oh yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The kind of Tug and Buster vibe, and and yeah, there was yeah. something there. It's kind I'll, of almost I'll impressionistic. You know, it was yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, and did just, you come? You know, did you come up with comics? Did you? You know, you went into fine well, arts, but did you have comics yeah, in your so, background as a kid? Or yeah, yeah. In in like um, you know, I discovered comics probably in about elementary school, mm-hmm. uh, sixth grade. I don't know what what you guys call it. Um, uh. And that, you know, I discovered them as a tool to learn how to draw better because I was already, I already loved to draw. And then kind of in the sixth grade, I met, I met a kid that, that drew years better than the rest of us. And, um, and, and he, he brought me into comics and, and to Arthur Adams and to uh, oh, yeah, eventually cool. the X-Men. Yeah. And this is like pre-cartoon X-Men. This is like uh, uh, 
X-Men Inferno, like Chris Claremont, He's, I think. Are you talking like mid eighties, um, late eighties? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm up there with you, Dave, yeah. in terms of age. Yeah, um, yeah. Un- it's a great place to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything it hurts. hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> Everything hurts. hurts. <laughs> uh, it was like yeah, you guys like, prepared I, that. That was like in sync. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we all we know. this language. Yeah, we'll bring we you in sometime, Ben. Knees, you, gotta, you gotta age up. <laughs> knees, ankles, yeah, all of it. It's just uh, I get there. Hands. I catch up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you will. You will. Yeah. Hands. Oh. Yeah. Oh, stop. Um, I don't even draw. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to uh, old man chat. Yeah. <laughs> losing losing listeners by the dozen. Yeah. Uh I think yeah, no, like with the older race will pick in and then like they're they're oh, yeah. reliable. They're reliable. You think they know audience, how to use podcasts? You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get those on the radio dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> tune us in. Yeah. If they do find yeah. us, they're gonna die off soon anyway. So you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, X Men, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that so, was yeah, my vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Arthur yeah. Adams. Yeah. Uh yeah. and then somewhere around high like at the very end of high school, uh, I got into oil painting and yeah. I sort of had to uh, abandon comics. Because they, I felt like they were holding me back. Uh, that that okay. style of drawing, that style yeah. of art, was was not conducive to kind of where I wanted to go, where I thought I mm-hmm. wanted to go with art. Um, and I would occasionally I'd pick up like a Hellboy, uh, and I discovered like Mike Allred uh, was nice. kind of good in that time. But I wasn't mm-hmm. really going into shops. Um, and then I, you know, I felt sort of like I'd fallen too behind to go back into them. And you know, you know, I never knew where to jump in on, mm-hmm. on a series. Yeah. Um, and then I, and I started making them myself and I was like, Oh, I need them to know kind of what to do and what not to do. And then, yeah. and then, and then the love blossomed. Yeah. Yeah. Great, man. Yeah. So you, you had a bit of a circuitous route then and yep. going and doing a painting degree and mm-hmm. working, living that art world or that, that's all mm-hmm. the art world. I mean, that, that must've really informed your approach as well with comics because like you you have this skill that not every penciler yeah. has you know you can paint oh thank you you know so yeah, yeah. so you know you've got your covers down let's face it you know yeah. you're gonna yeah. yeah that's i've it's 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 kind of this last year has felt really great because when i kind of when i left painting and got into comics it felt like i was starting over and i didn't really know how to um how to make that transition i didn't know how to make that leap yeah uh, mm-hmm. and and make kind of the my former knowledge work uh, only in the past year, it, I feel like it's starting to work. Like, I feel like I'm starting to be able to incorporate more of what I learned in terms of painting and what I learned in, in fine art. And, and especially at least with the covers, um, yeah. it's starting, it's starting to, to pay dividends in a yeah. way that, that I only just recently figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've been lucky enough to get a sneak peek at a couple of Adam's covers and they are stunning. Um, no, thank you, man. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, your covers have been getting real. some great reviews as well. Like, I mean, uh, thank you. knocking yeah. out of the park. Yeah. There's a there, there, that painterly aspect definitely you know shines through certainly with the, the and with those ones that you showed us um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, and just the use I can't really go into detail on them I suppose but but the use of light in them or lack of yeah. light in them as well you know yeah so nearly well, the use so the, of dark in them like is amazing the like, yeah. uh, the nasty one um, uh, those are all covered by Kurt Michael Russell and he's I mean he's just been phenomenal like he's just been it's been really exciting to kind of send off my black and whites and have them come back to me mm. with a whole new, a whole new layer of life on them. Uh, the other one, the, uh, the barbaric cover, that was me. That was kind of the first time I, uh, really colored something, um, yeah. like that. Um, because I, I, um, I colored one other cover just to kind of test the waters on a, on a uh, anthology that's going to be coming out soon. Um, cool. but this one, you know, I'm 
slowly trying to get that like more of that painterly aspect yeah. in. And so I kind of really, like the energy in that piece is yeah. just like like it's right up there. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, thank you, man. Your, your yeah, I'm palette really, like really makes certain things really sing as well. You know that that limited palette, so like the main character really pops. You know, it's. So I need. I mean, for that for that one especially, like I needed to go with limited palette because uh, otherwise I was going to get you know kind of too many balls in the air. Yeah. Like it was yeah. just going to kind of. I was worried it was going to get away from me. I would do it. And so I kept I kept that palette sort of limited just so I could control this at least for my first really my first outing. And I, just before we go on, I'd like to go back to what Dave was bringing up there. Like, how mm-hmm. has your your time in, in in working in fine arts kind of informed your approach and your technique for for a comic book page? Well, so for interiors, it um, not much. Maybe composition and 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 moving, just being aware of the viewer's eyes, like trying to mm-hmm. move the viewer's eyes through a narrative. Um, but for covers, it's you know, it's it's that. Um, but also, it's the way I'm layering. Um, cause I'm doing it all digitally, but I'm trying to make it look like it's done, uh, you know, by hand and, and, and with pencil. Um, but the way I'm layering is not, I think it's different from like, if you just work digitally, like your whole mm-hmm. life, um, you know, you, you build these flat layers, like they're on acetate, right. Yeah. I, I, you know, to a degree, um, the way I'm doing it has, has more to do with the way you layer up an oil painting and the way you use your underpainting, um, you know, underpainting is like when you paint a canvas, like one whole mm-hmm. wash of yellow or yeah. orange. Usually it's like an earthy tone. Um, and I I got some of these ideas sort of, I saw there was, a, there was an unfinished Da Vinci painting in the Uffizi uh, in, in Florence. Nice. Uh, and it's, it's, all, it's, it's, it's got the underpainting, it's got the wash, but then he's starting to build up the layers. So he's drawn on it. So some of it is like wash, some of it is a flat two-dimensional drawing, and some of it is starting to be rendered. And so it's all these different, you know, you kind of see this, this process of layering happening. Um, and I've cool. been trying to incorporate that somewhat in, in my covers where I'm, I'm, I'm building up, you know, it's almost like you're sculpting in two dimensional form. Like you, you build up these, like these forms from the very, like the gutters of it and the recesses. Um, and then you, you know, I don't know, it's that, that's part, that part in terms of like my oil painting knowledge is, is starting to translate pretty well, yeah. I think. Um, that's great yeah yeah that's and really then, cool. like even on even on the barbaric one i started to go back in and, and kind of scrape away and show some of the underpainting yeah so if you look at some of the background part you see some of that because the underpainting for that i think was all orange um and you see some of that orange like coming through yeah um that's just an old that's an old painting technique yeah you're bringing you're, you're bringing an old painting technique to comics and you've created something new as a result. So that, that's what I love about comics. Oh, you, know, you, yeah. you can bring yeah. in all of these different kind of, kind of influences and, and practices and stuff that, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no right way of making a comic or making an image, yeah. making, you know, and, and yeah, that's awesome that you're doing that. Man. But I, I do, I do feel like that comics that are made by, you know, not to, you know, obviously this is gross generalization, but I feel like if you have some tangential background knowledge, um, it's just, it makes your comics so much richer. Like, uh, like Ben, I think it's, I think it's obvious that, that you, uh, that you work in animation. I mean, cause if you look at your, your movement and your expressions in, um, in Godfell, like it just, it's, there's something happening there that's bigger than, than yeah. if you had just started in comics and ended in comics. Um, there's something more active and, and sort of visceral in your panels yeah. that, uh, I think is, is just heightened by your, by your background in animation. Thank you. That's, yeah. that's really nice. Thanks very much. Um, no, I think you're. Yeah. I think you're. I think you're okay. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dead average. Yeah, yeah I mean, good average. No, he yeah, does. Yeah. He has a great sense of motion in, in, in his work, yeah. you know, and it's kinetic and it's just, you know, especially for that book, which is just about movement all the time, you know, just yeah. reaching yeah. reaching the end of the, you, of the, uh, the corpse. Do you do, uh, um, um, I'm blanking. Um, uh, panels for when you uh for a movie. You, uh, oh, storyboards. storyboards. Storyboard. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do storyboards as well? I sure do. Yeah, most of my yeah. time is spent storyboarding. It Mostly like for it. really. That's that's cool. Uh, happy to hear he, that. Yeah. He's, he's like the storyboard guy over here. You know. For, oh, there's one for, for, for preschools. Yeah, yeah. There's me yeah, and nobody else. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. most of my career spent. We're not even using storyboards in preschools here. <laughs> yeah, so some of them don't. Some of them go straight from script. <laughs> like, uh, and there's this one amazing artist. Uh, I think I've talked to you about him before, Dave. Um, his name is Jean Texier, and he. Oh yeah. I think he's still based in Dublin, but he's one of these amazing also a storyboard artist who does not want the script they, they kind of want to do it the marvel method way for doing a whole, oh, yeah. a whole character so he or just like wants the, an idea like fury road. yeah yeah um yeah. Oh, like 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 when brendan mccarty the fury road had a guess yeah, yeah. Time going to, yeah it's just like that and that's like uh that brings out so much fear in me because there's so much that can go so wrong on a show in comparison to a smaller scale like a comic book team you know yeah yeah I do, I do admire that though. I think you mm. know that that idea that you're just you're either confident enough or crazy enough to just go, <laughs> just go. Yeah, I don't, I don't need any guide rails. You know, yeah. I just, I, I know what <laughs> I want to get out, and you know, and then somebody like Brendan McCarthy does it, and you're like, oh, that's amazing. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's always going to work out that way. You know, no. But, um, yeah, not, not when I try it. Not really going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I met I met Brendan a long time ago, and uh, he li- he lives over here. He Still, does, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. And um, we brought him to a show, to a, to a con we were running, and um, he spent a lot of time explaining to people that he wrote Fury Road, you know? And it was like, but you were the, you're the, you're the artist, you're bored of it, you're the, you know? And he was like, no, 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 that was the writing of Fury Road. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> me was, and George, was script initially. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. wrote it, you know, together. And, and, uh, there were a lot of a lot of uh, budding writer types in the in the in the audience who were like, uh, 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 "Did you?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And he he is not a man who suffers fools gladly, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it was it was it was a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, you talk about someone confident <laughs> enough. He's he's certainly confident enough. You know, like uh, he, yeah, yeah. He know he knows what he, he wants out of life. Didn't he take the idea to George? Didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he had the idea, and mm. and George was was doing nothing. I I, I think I think. Yeah, I, I, I think that. I think that's how it went. Yeah, and uh, I think George was was George looking at Justice League at that stage, or it was just through that whole Justice League oh, debacle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could have been Justice League. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I think after. Uh, this is going to lead into a great segue here, but we'll, yeah, we'll all, get to that question in a minute. Let's career, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah! Uh, let's just go through yeah. it all. We'll ask him later <laughs> yeah. on. And get it IMDb, yeah, quickly. Just read it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just read out IMDb. Let's Let's move away and then let, uh, let's put the focus back on Adam again. So, like, mm. let's, let, let's talk a bit more about, like, um, like, you 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 mentioned how it was quite a solitary existence in fine art to now being part of a yeah. team. Like, what is yeah. what 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 in what in that team experience has been like the thing that's really won you over? Because you mentioned to me um, off camera a few times where you just really enjoy the the camaraderie in comics. Like, uh, yeah, how has it been? Um, so I think I think honestly, from you know, 
working with you know every single person there's there's some payoff there hasn't been like just one thing um but i feel like all and it's all kind of you know there's sort of selfish reasons for it i feel like the work i feel like everyone's work is going to get better um you know when you have objective eyes on it and so you, if you take it to someone who's just a friend, right, they're going to have sort of some, you know, one objective opinion on it. But if if they're invested in it in a creative way, it's it's sort of everyone kind of treats it with with a greater importance and sort of has. I, I feel like the the level that you raise is is greater if if you're also giving it to another creative person to to put their stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there is some, you know, anytime there's like a back and forth, um, like with Kurt, there's been a couple times where. You know, I'll send him the the black and whites. He'll send me back colors, and then I'll send him back something else. That let's you know, can we do this? And then he'll he'll add to it. Um, most of the time, it's just Kurt sends me it the work, and it's perfect. Um, but I like I do like that that back and forth, almost like you know, almost like a volley. You know, like I, yeah. um, it's not you know, it's almost like we're all working in the studio together, unless like I'm in my studio and I send it to them, and then they send it to this guy and they send it to that guy. It it feels more it feels more like a, you know, like we're hanging out making art together. Um, which is something I kind of found in art school, uh, that goes away as soon as you leave that school, uh, at least in, in like a painting department, yeah. you're in a room, you're in a, a giant room with other painters who, uh, it's not just other painters, but it's other painters who are learning and it's other mm-hmm. painters who are making mistakes and it's other painters who are just like in this together. And it, it sort of, it sort of feels like, it's like, well, we're all suffering, you know, for this cause can we all figure it out together? And it just, I, there's something in that, in that process that I think is just exciting. Uh, and, yeah. and like, once I, once I left school, that was gone. Like there's, there's no room for that. And then, you know, like I said, then I, I kind of stumbled back into comics and I was like, Oh no, it's here. Like it's, that's where this room is in, in art for me. I think that's so interesting because you see so many people come away saying that like comics is just a solitary existence or storyboarding, freelancing in general. I, it can be solid, but like to hear someone say like how how great it is to be working with someone is, is yeah is, absolutely yeah it's so interesting. I, mean, I think yeah. I think there I think there are moments. Um, you know, there's certainly you know days or weeks where where you know I'm focused, I'm working. But even then, even when there's no reason for like John and I to have a dialogue, I still will send him a panel or I'll send him a mm-hmm. page. And I'll be like, hey, I'm really excited. I got the there was one page. Um, I was there, so it takes place in the '90s, the nasty, and and there's I had to draw a kitchen. And I had a blank spot on the wall. And I was like, what do you put on the wall in the 90s? And I was racking my brain. And then I was like, oh, fucking phone. Like, we used to have, we used to have these phones on the wall. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, was so, I was so excited to draw a phone from, you know, yeah. a kitchen phone from the 80s or from the yeah, 90s. Yeah. And, I, was, and I, I think I cut it out and sent it to John. I was like, I can draw this phone. Look at this phone. Like, it looks great. Like it, and it's such a great shape. Like, it's such a, yeah. it's such a familiar but kind of interesting design. And, and, I do stuff like that with John all the time. Like I just, I'll send him panels and I'll send him pages and I'll be like, look at this, look at this dumb thing. It looks, this makes me laugh. Like I, oh, and so I, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing that weekly almost. Cause I, I like the, the dialogue, the back and forth. And sometimes I'll put them up on the Slack channel and then their Shane will, will, will write back and Adrian will chime in. And it's just like, it's just, I'm doing everything I can to be like, Hey, let's, let's just hang out and draw. Let's just hang out and make this, make this comment together. That's cool, man. That's gonna make the energy of putting that book together a lot more. Like, I did, have, yeah. Let's have this. That's that's cool. That, that that's infectious. You know. Yeah. 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 That's brilliant. Um, and I suppose having that that frame of reference, you know, we we always bang on about comics being 
especially for artists, um, you know, guys on their own in a room, hunched over a board or hunched over a, a, a tablet, you know, um, and they never get out mm. and they never see the light of day. And they, there's always a crunch <laughs> and they, they, they never get to talk to anybody, but, I suppose never having a shower, that, never get to eat. Well, that's that's a personal <laughs> choice, Ben. Um, oh no! <laughs> having that context of, I suppose, your your previous life, you know, to 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 inform this, and, yeah. and what I'm hearing is quite the opposite from what I've heard from a lot of artists in the past. Yeah. You know, which is, well, I never, I never, you know, get any interaction. I never get, you know, even exercise. You know, but um, but yeah, that's I, I love that. You know, oh, you've embraced I, that. You know. So some degree, I did. I kind of had to go through that first. I think to to really to really uh, appreciate the the team mentality on on a comic. I think I had to go through you know several years of just painting in a cave uh, alone and being like, this is worthless. Like, what what a, what choice have I made that that led me to this? Yeah, yeah, man. But it, it's uh, it's great you've come out the other side, and like yeah. I think comics is all the better for it too. You know, so so absolutely, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look right. forward to it too. Lots and lots and lots of work from you over over the next few. I years. hope so. It's going to be, be so. awesome. Yeah. So look, everybody who comes on the show is asked a big question, you know. Um, and Ben Ben's gonna Ben's gonna ask you the big question, which yeah, he almost gets ahead and asks as we were getting there already. But but Adam, what is your favorite apocalypse? So, um, my favorite apocalypse, it, I feel like it uh, it doesn't have a real sexy beginning, uh, but the I think the end result is the the thing I'm I'm always the most interested in. Um, so my favorite apocalypse would be uh, some sort of a, a, a resource depletion, a resource going away. Um, but one specifically, uh, in this case, oil and gasoline, so that we could eventually get to uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, nice. That's, that's my since childhood. That's always been my ideal. Uh, I guess if you can say ideal uh, apocalypse, that's that's always yeah. the outcome that was that's the what most we kind in. of fun yep. and <laughs> exciting to me. Um, yeah, idealistic apocalypse. Yep. Also, uh, real quick, what is the plural of apocalypse? Move on. Guys... We don't know. Apocalypse? <laughs> I don't know. Apocalypse? <laughs> I keep I keep thinking apocalypses, but that's just the plural of, uh, of ellipses. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's if that's right. Uh, Apocalypses? Anyway. Yeah. Apocalypticus. Yeah. 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 So like, Nobody knows. Also, I feel like I feel like um, oil depletion is not as uh, or like a giant resource that we all depend on. You know that going away is not as uh, instantly tragic as say like uh, you know a meteor or Thanos mm-hmm. or yeah. Um, yeah. any of these like instantaneous ones, which nobody nobody wants to go through the apocalypse. Nobody yeah. like that's that's the worst part. It has to be the worst part. That's why I think all the best apocalypse movies are like year three, year two. Yeah. Like nothing going through it is every single one of them is brutal. Like just terrible. Like that even if like all that changes is nobody dies, but your world changes completely. That's, oh, it's gotta be heartbreaking to have to actually have to go through. Yeah. Um, but once you're at like year two, year three, you're like, okay, this is the, this is the suck that we're all in. We got to figure some shit out. Um, and I think, I think once you get to, once you get to Thunderdome, then it's, then it's fun. Then it's, yeah. then you can have some fun. Thunderdome is fun. Out of all those yeah. films, that is a fun one, you know? And yeah, that's, and that's yeah. really the best thing you could say about it because it's uh, <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gotten uh, to so for context, I suppose for for people who haven't seen it, and and you should you should see it if you, yeah, absolutely if you've seen the other uh, two two Mad Max movies that 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 um, precede well, it, you should oh, yeah, yeah. you should you should absolutely um, uh, check out check out Thunderdome for your sins. 
but um for Tina Turner alone, who's amazing. Uh, and, oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But <laughs> but but you know, it I love how it opens because it opens like a western. Yeah. Yeah. And Max just kind of finds himself in trouble. He gets his uh He's he's what he's he's riding through the desert on his camel powered yeah. train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got uh, a covered wagon. He gets yeah. gets attacked from above. Um, loses loses all his gear. He get he gets carjacked. Except his whistle. I think he keeps his yeah, whistle. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. Keeps his whistle. <laughs> yeah. And and then just kind of goes in the direction of where he thinks the uh, the attackers have gone. And mm-hmm. we don't we don't get one piece of exposition about who he is, yeah. mm-hmm. what he's doing, where he is. It's just you're with us now, and we're gonna we're gonna show you. We're not gonna tell you. We're just gonna show yeah. you what goes on. So, I mean, that in itself, that opening sequence is it's just like pure storytelling. Like yeah. it's yeah. it's, it's yeah, yeah. really really solid. Like it's it's so good. Well, I think, uh, I've seen uh, interviews with with Miller around the time of um, a road warrior. And he talked about, I think Hitchcock had a principle of, um, he wants to make a movie that if it played overseas, you wouldn't need to read the subtitles, right? So it's, mm-hmm. and if you look at like Fury Road, it's 100% that. Yeah. And so there are, there are elements of um, even Thunderdome that are still in that vein. And I think I think the opening sequence is, you know, to a T, like does, yeah. that, does that really, really well. Yeah, and then they then he gets to the town and- uh, Yeah, and then, there's a, then there's a bunch of talking. Oh, yeah. bunch of talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe too much talking. One of the first characters that pops up, um, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen it in a long, long time because, like, I yeah. probably saw it when it came out, you know, and I was yeah. far too yeah. young to yeah. watch it when when it did come out. Yeah. But, I, but yeah, I probably probably did see it then, and maybe once since. So I sat down to watch it in in advance of this, and I noticed one of the guys, mm-hmm. and it, actually his name came up in the credits, and it's a chap by the name of Angry Anderson. So. Bald dude okay. has that puppy things on his back or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh so he's a musician. He's an Australian musician. Oh wow. Okay. Who um who showed up in he was like a punk musician, showed up in 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 uh in a bunch of, bunch of movies. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wardrobe didn't didn't have to do too much. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this he had a huge number one in the UK. Oh really? Yeah, like massive in the UK and Ireland. Right? Do you do you know what, the, what I'm going to say, Ben? No, no, I don't. I no. am okay. So he reveal, had yeah. this massive hit, right? And there's this terribly cheesy, but sort of amazing soap opera from Australia called Neighbors, right? And it ran for something like thirteen thousand episodes. It ran from like nineteen <laughs> nineteen eighty eighty five or eighty six or whatever through to uh, last year. When yeah, it, it only just and, finished. Yeah, yeah. And Amazon have since bought it and bought everything to do with it and are oh. re, are starting it back up, right? But this thing was a cultural phenomenon. It was just huge. Not many of us back in the kind of mid-80s had too much experience of what it was like to live in Australia, right? And and the whole thing was just, it was just this suburban street in Australia that, that are focused on and the lives and loves of the residents of Ramsey Street, right? And... But everybody we knew knew somebody or had a relative who had moved to Australia, had emigrated there, you know, 
Um, so for for this side of the world, it was kind of oh, let's you know, let's see what it's like over there. Let's let's look in on cousin Ted or whatever. You know that that was the kind of the kind of connection. Anyway, there were these two characters in it, Scott and Charlene from from they were from from warring factions on on the street, kind of star-crossed <laughs> lovers, Romeo and Juliet. All right. Charlene played by by pop uh, pop star uh, uh, Kylie Minogue. That's where she, where oh. she kind of came up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was she was like seventeen or something when she did, right? Anyway, they eventually spoiler alert from thirty five years ago, or whatever. They they get married, <laughs> and the song that plays at their wedding is an Angry Anderson song called "Suddenly," and that that oh was released. God. That was released uh, on on single, and it just blew up the charts. You know, yeah. and then I'm watching, I'm watching uh, Thunderdome, and I'm like, "That's that really scary guy is the guy that sang that tearjerker at you know Scott and Charlene's." <laughs> that's right. amazing! So wow. Sorry, that was a bit of Neighbors trivia for you there. Yeah, um, yeah, you knew a lot about Neighbors. Man, I, I watched <laughs> it religiously. It. <laughs> it was on like twice a day. Were you were you one of the neighbors? No, 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 no. But like, like this is the thing. Like back in the day, like you know, we'd all be we were kids. We're out, out on the street. Just hanging out, you know, summertime, whatever. You know, you get up in the morning, just run outside, go go play with your, your mates. And then it came on, I think about like, it came on after the one o'clock news. I think it was like 20 past one or something on, on BBC One. Every, the street would be empty. Everybody run in and watch Everyone it. watching it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was a bit later for us because we used to catch like the the repeat, so uh, double the Aussie television where we'd finish dinner and watch Home and Away, and then we watched Neighbors. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that was yeah. that was the, what's going on in our time. But we love Australian, Australian television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. Absolutely know, nuts. It was, yeah. So anyway, there's there's this guy, this really scary guy at the start of Thunderdome. And yeah. there he is, you know. Yeah, and like. Like two years, three years later, he's he's you know he's singing this tune that that becomes a massive a massive hit. You know, that's it's amazing. Gonna, yeah, it's you just... know, uh, the the villain Tina Turner, she also has some songs over yeah. here. Yeah, one or two. God bless her. We just lost her, didn't we? She's just sorry, Tina. Yeah, yeah, just recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Recently. So she's amazing in it. She she's is. incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't, I wasn't expecting her to be as as like I haven't seen it in so long. When I saw, it, she's fucking brilliant in this. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Looks yeah. the piece. I, I think they, comes across the I, piece. I think they wrote it for her. I think they wrote it specifically for her, and then tried to get her. Um, yeah, hell, wow. I think she there was like, some concern that she didn't want to do it. Intensity to her, man. Like it's just, yeah. and the way she carries herself and everything. And yeah, and, talk about know. star power. You know, yeah. I mean, she had in yeah. spades. I think she robbed every scene she was in. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's so she good. Yeah. yeah, even at the end, she kind of says something to uh, to Max, actually kind of going off, and she's not really seen the villain anymore, that kind of stuff. Yeah, she just kind of says something, and she totally looks like I mean, Mel, who I haven't seen, who's 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 the lady <laughs> again? <laughs> Tina's on screen, it doesn't matter anymore. She's I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize just how good she was up until just watching this for this podcast recently. It just uh, really blew me away. Yeah, um, yeah, oh. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of hers anyway. Like I, I love, I love Tina Turner anyway. Uh, and this Hell is yeah. one of the few, you know, few movies she shows up in, and she just, just kills it. Like just she, that, everything about her, like the outfit and the hair. Yeah, oh, man, those like earrings. That. I remember the earrings. They're, yeah, like, the, they the nuts, big like donut, the cage like, donut earrings. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, had she acted in anything else before that? I not that I know of. Yeah. At all, like I don't. I don't remember. I don't know that I've seen her in anything else. But she pulled that. it off. Like she definitely yeah. did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 She she was badass. But anyway, so Max ends up, you know, in in with this uh, Barter Town, isn't this? Looking Barter for Town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
in with looking a in with a cart. bad crowd, looking for, looking yeah. for his camels and his cart and his yeah. No, I remember. Uh, so I watched it also in 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 lieu of this. I uh, you know just as an excuse to sit down and watch it again, um, or not in lieu. I'm sorry, in, in preparation for this. Uh, I I don't think I realized how much of a party that movie is. Like how uh, it feels like in my memory of it, it feels just dark and bleak and hard. But uh, if you notice before uh, before the big cage match. The mm-hmm. whole town is partying. The whole town, yeah. even the like the lifer that, yeah. that Mel Gibson meets in the underworld is up yeah. there partying too, which means they let all their prisoners up to like yeah. drink and yell and sing and like yeah. it, so so everyone's working and struggling during the day. Yeah. But the whole collective comes out at night and just goes Fucking nuts. Lives hard. Just, yeah. 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 It's and That's still a, a far more convincing post-apocalyptic party town than the Wachowskis ever put on film. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck Zion. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the most boring fucking party in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And this doesn't, and they're, they're, they're shoveling pig shit all day, and then they go out and they fucking, yeah. they, they play harder. It's, um... I feel, I feel like that's, I feel like it's so real to that world, because like, you got to imagine, so they all, uh, before Thunderdome, right? Mm-hmm. They're all spread out. They're all uh, they're all like trying to survive and, and avoid these gangs and bullies and, and and roving villains. And then Tina Turner brings them all together, and they're like they they embrace their their security and they embrace that like yes, we're all suffering. We all went through this thing together. Now let's all just like let our hair down and 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 go nuts. Um, yeah. And then unfortunately, the Australian singer couldn't let his hair down. No. It's all very sad. He was very, Tina very had bald. enough hair for everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, she uh she uh shaved her head for that movie. She uh yeah, that's her, all I, I only, I only just found that out shape. like today. I was yeah. like, oh my god. So yeah, there's yeah. Some, there's like some shots where she has like you know my size forehead, like she has <laughs> blowing the wig. It's kind of slid <laughs> back a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wig is like coming off oh. as she's driving. <laughs> Poor Tina. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing, well, man. But yeah, yeah, so so Barter Town. Um, yeah, well, that's the fun part of Barter Town. Then you find about the the dark under uh, city of Barter Town. I I love I love towns mm. with a, with a with a bit of a bit of a thing going on. We sure know. do, don't we, Dave? Yeah. We yeah. sure do. Yeah, we sure we sure do. Yeah, it's a bit oddsy, isn't it? Yeah, wait 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 till you see the odds. But but um, yeah, I love when there's you know a, a, an air of respectability, but really once once you once you kind of push through, there's there's something yeah. absolutely terrible going on. And it didn't, I mean, it didn't feel far fetched by any means. Like oh, it no. feels like, oh yeah, that's that's probably here. I just haven't seen it yet. Like I haven't I haven't yeah. been to that level yet. But yeah. I'm I'm sure it's somewhere around here. Yeah, well, Sacramento, man, watch out. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what it is about Miller lads. I mean, but he comes up with these great villains. I mean, Master Blasters. Yeah, what, what yeah. a great idea, you know. Ma- I mean, Master Blaster is incredible. Yeah, uh, and, and the way this this plays out on screen for everyone, like, is uh, really, 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 like, what we have is is a uh, a really smart man and, and and a kind of a man that has the mind of a child, and uh, yeah. yeah, they they come together to kind of act as as the leader of this under uh, city part yeah. of Bartertown and and their under city is the one that kind of lets Bartertown run. It was what keep, yeah. really keeps it all going. It's, it's the fuel for the city. Yeah. Um, the master is is I think he came from like a place where they were able to make fuel from a, another lab he used previously working. So he's figured out that all this pig shit can turn them into yeah. kind of yeah. uh, power source. You know, yeah, yeah. And like and then like then there's this blaster who's just the muscle. You know, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's such a great combination, uh, and 
it's kind of like the humongous from like a previous Mad Max and stuff. And it just, everything works. You don't question a single thing. You accept it all. And I mean, genuinely fear, fear, uh, fearful of this guy. I mean, what, what a great yeah. film, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then that, that, like that twist of love in the middle when they, yeah. uh, when he, when he loses in the, in the cage that, uh, like you all feel for him. Like you feel for both yeah. of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh fuck. They're, they're not bad guys. Like they were yeah. just trying to, yeah. trying to get by trying to do a yeah. thing. And, I think I think that was such a that was such a brilliant turn because you don't you don't you never really get that turn from Miller's other villains you don't really mm-hmm. you don't ever really side with any of the rest of them no they're it's all the one bad. where you're just like ah yeah, yeah. yeah there's just no a emotion of this of this terrible world like I was reminded of the you know the rancor keeper at the end of yeah. The, oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Sequence, yeah, yeah. you know it's like. I, I I hated George Lucas for for making me <laughs> making me feel sorry for that guy. I was like, ah, oh, come on, you know. It's like, Dave, it's like there are plenty of reasons to be angry at George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I this don't is, think the rancor is one of them. But this was in 1985 or, or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is the first you're time like, you're I was like angry. nine. You're like eight you know, or nine yeah, years yeah. old. <laughs> oh, he's ruined my childhood. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but back then the Ewoks were great. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll do them another day. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this movie has Ewoks too. Well, yeah. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's, uh, it's nuts. So I always find with the Mad Max movies, there's there's the initial one, you know, and while they're sequels, I always think he's going back kind of amending himself or or ratcheting up you know his his work and he kind of gets I don't think I don't think Mad Max will ever be finished. I think you know we'll always see more Mad Max maybe coming I, out of I, him. I or... hope so at this point. I know he so he felt uh, George Miller felt like he was done after the second one. Um yeah. you know and it, it makes sense like if the first one is is about Max losing as a human uh, a man losing his humanity the second one's about him gaining it back. Yeah. That's it. That's the movie. The story's done. Um, and I know, I know for this one, he actually started with the, um, like the wildlings or the, the kids. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to make, I think he was trying to make like a, um, a Lord of the Flies, uh, yeah. say Lord yeah. of the Rings, uh, a Lord <laughs> of the Flies uh, story. And he wanted to introduce a, an adult person into that, into that group and see what would happen. And I think either he or someone around him suggested, why don't you make it max? And so Thunderdome is built is a movie of is a shell of a movie built around this Lord story that he wanted to make about these about these kids. Yeah, about Lord of the Flies. Wow. Um, and so he it feels sort of structurally yeah now that weaker you say than, that. than the rest. Mm. Yeah, that second part uh, then, oh, of the also, film feels like a different film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it really it it really kind of fucks with the pace. It really kind of uh, uh, sorry. Uh, it's really sorry. just changes the pace of the film you know, for, for seemingly no reason. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I feel like all the parts of that movie work if you just sort of rearrange them a little bit. Like you take all the characters and all the scenes, they're all interesting to me. They're all, yeah. they all work, but it's just every time there's a scene, it feels like there's a missed opportunity or, or it could have been rearranged. I know um, I might know a little bit too much about this movie. Uh, from my <laughs> no, own no please. Uh, for our show, know, you don't. His, so for the first two movies, he had... Um, the producer for the first two movies, I, I I don't know his name, but they were sort of there was a collaborative relationship between between George Miller and the producer. They, you know, the producer obviously was the money, but they were sort of working on these movies together. Mm. They, this was sort of this thing they built together, uh, and so they came back together to do to do Thunderdome. But the producer died in a helicopter accident scouting locations for Thunderdome, so they're like just about to go into filming, 
and then the producer dies in this tragic accident. And then for the entire movie, George Miller's in mourning. Like he's just beset, like he's just broken. For the entire filming of Beyond Thunderdome, he's, he's a mess. Uh, and so he's like, okay, I'm not, I can't do this by myself. I'm gonna bring in another director. I'm only gonna do like the action sequences and I think maybe the intro. So he just does, I think, I think, I might be wrong. I think he does the intro, he does Thunderdome and then he does the chase at the end. Like that's all George Miller did for this movie. <clears throat> and so I feel like, you know, knowing that it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it excuses the, the quality of this movie, but it, it sort of uh, helps you understand sort of why this movie feels so messy when I think the other three feel more nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so he, you know, I think he sort of did the best he could in those circumstances, but it's, it's like I said, it was built around another story he was working on. That's crazy. And, you know, I didn't know that. And then, uh, and then uh. as they were about to start filming his, you know, his creative partner uh, dies tragically in, in uh, service of the movie that they were yeah. about to make. Um, and so it's just, it's just doomed, doomed from the start, like doomed from the, from the get go. Well, it's very weird. Cause like, I mean, that's, that's a very sad, beginning to the film you know and that's gonna yeah. hang over the creator but i mean out of all the mad max films that's probably one of the happier films it's so that's so strange you know well, it might it might have been another director it maybe, might have been maybe. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. brought in that i think i think it's another director that brought in a lot of uh, it's a lot of talking it's a lot of exposition yeah uh compared to the other ones um so i don't you know i i don't know what the other director did and didn't do um I don't know what already existed uh, before he came on board, but um, yeah, it is. There is sort of joy at the end of that one. In, yeah, in the absolutely. Way that there isn't in the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much at the ending, but like I mean, throughout, right, like but, it feels like a lighter film. You know, as I said, like yeah. you know, when you get to that town, it feels like a party. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. feel like the, then, the grim existence. You, you know, when you find the uh, the kids. Yeah. That yeah. I as as a kid, I mean, I I was the same as you. I was probably too young to watch that movie. Um, that moment is such a relief. Like, especially yeah. as a kid doing that movie, like you get to water and there's trees and it feels like Ewoks and Swiss family Robinson. It. And it just yeah. feels, there was so much I was already kind of familiar with. And I was like, Oh, yeah. this is where I, I get to be. And these are kids. These are my age. You know, this is all, this is my demographic at the time. Um, but you know, as an adult, that, that just doesn't work. But you know, that, you know, that's sort of this moment. But of there's, joy there's comfort in that. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's absolutely yeah, yeah. comfort in that. And I, and I found. He gets a nice haircut. He gets a nice haircut. But, but I found <laughs> in, in, and I always find it with, with these kind of stories is if you're, like we said at the, at the start of the movie, you're just landed slap bang into this world, this wasteland. It's, you know, terrible. You, you're, you're not told anything beyond that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, in that sequence with the kids, there's definite images and artifacts of our world as it was then, yeah. as it is now. Yeah. And that kind of is an anchor, you know, as terrible as it is, because yeah. you've got the crash and, you know, whatever. But it does kind of, there, there's, so, uh, there's something to it that's almost, how you know, there's a bit of a home in it. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, I can see where this came from. I can see why this happened now. And that, again, that's that's just down to the storytelling. Like, yeah. you, you know, there's very little exposition in it. You do have, you know, the, the you know, the, the idea of the, the descendants of the, of the, 
the crash and then and then at the mm-hmm. very end you know you, you get to you know they have their their statue of liberty moments you know where yeah, they, get the, they get the airplane where yeah yeah. yeah yeah where we get to see it you know and um yeah i th- i always find with those those kind of things when those things happen in, in 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 these kind of stories there's there's a little bit of comfort in that too i mean it's terrible that it all happened but then there's something familiar there that you can hold on to as well you know you're, yeah, not, you're not in a completely alien landscape that's always my favorite part of, of kind of these um, like post-apocalyptic stories. It's like um, repurposed tokens from home, like repurposed yeah. tokens from your past. Like there's always that, like that guy that stays in the, in the fort and has like pulleys and ropes and he always has, you know, like the mad inventions. And I think there's uh, like one of the kids in Thunderdome has, uh, he has that record. He has that, uh, that, that LP that he just spins on his, yeah. he's yeah. got a stick. Like holding yeah. LP and it, that kind of tells their their story. And they have a viewmaster that they're uh, that they look at all their the images from their past, which is all fiction. Like it's a a viewmaster from the airline, but that's mm-hmm. that's the pilot they're looking for, and that's his wife, and that's that's the city they came from. And I, you know, I love those where the entire world has changed, but you've taken some token from your past, and now that has weight and it has meaning to you, even yeah. though they're that thing didn't maybe exist to you in the past. Yeah. It didn't exist in your world, but now yeah. you have it. You're like, oh, this is a thing like what my dad had. So I'm going to keep this thing. And that yeah. thing is now my dad. Yeah. Like that thing represents my, you know, my, my past and in a kind of a greater way. I, yeah. They're like religious artifacts. Like they just, yeah, you I know, they carry love meaning. That kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, right. I think he does that really well. Like he, he tell he, he tells us those things really well. He, yeah. he communicates yeah. that to us, you know? Um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a, he's a master that way. Um, yeah, I mean the edit, yeah, could probably you know, could probably <laughs> as you say, you know, pace things around a bit, a little bit differently, you know. But yeah, um, I, I feel like in in like I said, in terms of its parts, you could take each one of those things and put them on a flashcard hmm. and hand them to uh you know a a a, a, a better writer maybe. Um, and I feel like you could you could piece together a much like a, just a great story from those parts hmm. but you know in their current form yeah it's like oh, this is a bit this is a bit much like yeah yeah well i suppose you know george's state of mind as well yeah well, filming probably yeah. you know it was probably a I big, think, I think a big you, slog to get through yeah and obviously there's a big gap in time and, and everyone grows and changes but i think free road is you know i'd like to pick a more maybe high class movie for this category but i think that's as far as perfect movies go I think there's an argument to be made for, for Fury Road. I think it's just, oh, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's not the most intellectually stimulating, I guess, but, but it's just, it's just perfect. Like there's no, yeah. there are no cracks in it. There's no gaps. There's nothing that you could take out without the whole thing falling apart. Like it's just, that's it. I don't think you can edit that film anyway. That would result all. in it being yeah, worse it's, it's than what it is. Good. You know, it's, it's really, really yeah. strong. Yeah. yeah. There's not an ounce of fat on it. It's yeah, it's yeah. perfect. And yet, and yet it doesn't feel overwhelming at no point. Do I feel mm-hmm. like I need a break? Like I need, yeah. um, like man of steel, I think is a movie uh-huh. that you need a, you need a break. Like yeah. that's, I mean, it's a rough movie for, for many reasons, but like there's no levity. There's no, there's no real levity and fear. No joy in that. But you that... don't feel overwhelmed. No, but you are tense the whole way through. Like yeah. I remember, sure. The first time I saw Fury Road in the cinema, and I remember yeah. afterwards just like remarking to my wife, like we both went to see it, and I was like, I think I just unclenched, you know? It was just <laughs> like, like, 
you know, and this is like an hour later, you know, because you're just, you know, you're so, and it's like, and they're going back, you know, it's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you get three quarters away and they turn around, you're like, mm. what's going on? Yeah. You know, like you're just so tense. For the whole, and that's obviously the trick they, they want to play on you. That's, that's, you know, and it's perfect. It's such a physical experience. Yeah, see yeah, that yeah, movie, yeah. You know? Yeah, and I've I've seen it maybe six or seven times since, you know. Yeah. And have it's you seen the black and white version? Yes. Not yet. Not yet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, I my man, I have it. I'll give it to you. But it's oh, it's cool. um yeah, it's just amazing. Like it is, yeah. yeah. And and it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't detract from the original version, but it definitely gives you something else. You know, there's there's yeah. You know, with just just by by using Greytones and and it's just yeah, it's 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 a beautiful piece of film. Like it really is. The, and the stuff that came out around that then as well. So you had like Warner's um obviously released it in DC. Mm-hmm. Did you get the DC book of paintings that came out for Fury? Oh, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's like no, was it the was this the uh, concept work pre? No, it wasn't it wasn't like the art of it. It was just an art book that was done. In celebration of Fury Road. Oh, I have uh, seen it. I had yeah. have it. Oh, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tommy Lee Edwards did, did a lot of a lot of the pieces and he has the cover on. It's just oh, it's amazing. Like and, and <laughs> I've, I you know, I've, uh, like Tommy's a Tommy's a, a mate and he's like he's a he's a brilliant artist, you know, but of you know, all the artists out there, he had to be the guy to do that, you know, because like mm-hmm. knowing him, um he is just he like he he may as well be in a Mad Max movie, you know. Like he <laughs> he he lives and breathes that shit, you know. So so yeah, it was amazing. Um, uh, do you know? Do you know if they there. published the? Uh, do you know if they published the storyboards for that? I don't. Uh, oh, I've seen some because I got the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen a handful of yeah. them, but they yeah. should just they should print it. Like that's. And they're beautiful. I saw. Yeah. I had to interview Brendan McCarthy for an animation venture called Animation Dingle a few years ago, and. I saw some storyboards and um, some of which he drew and then there was other ones that he didn't, but he did like a color pass over them and like, they're stunning, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, and they're so, they're so finished. Usually you see storyboards yeah. just kind of be quite loose, but these are so yeah. tight. So, I mean, they, they look well, like could be I mean, they're, comic, they, you know? they're finished, I think, because they're, they're using them as the film. Like in, in yeah. other, in other scenarios, they're more of a tool to get you to the next, to the next step. But this that's is, it. They started you know, to see the no... purpose of informing the next yeah. stage of production. Yeah. These are just gorgeous from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's like a, uh, there's like this really, really gorgeous panel that I seen. Uh, it was actually part of the the race at the end. And then mm-hmm. usually you usually kind of see those kind of squiggles from a storyboard panel where it's like, they're moving fast. These are the fast lines. <laughs> um, but like they had drawn in like every bit of rock as well. And then oh, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. there was two or three color passes of that to find the right kind of colors for this particular sequence. And I mean, the, the level of detail they went into was incredible. And, and talking to Brendan about it, I mean, the years they spent uh, working yeah. on it is just intense, you know? Yeah, because uh, it was initially supposed to be Mel Gibson. Um yeah. And then, uh, you know, he went through uh, his troubles, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, I don't know how to politely say that. Because uh, <laughs> it was because uh, it was supposed to be Mel Gibson's, like, it was supposed to be his the last story of Max. And it was supposed to be, you know, an aged, uh, an aged Max. Um, but then they had to, I think, for better, uh, replace him with uh, just Tom Hardy, who is. Yeah. It's really worked out. Did you hear about the TV show they almost did in between Free Road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bruce Campbell was almost Mad Max. Yeah, it was supposed to be Max. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have gone for that too, though. Yeah, like, 
as sort of like out of left field as that is, I I think I would have I would have been like, yeah, I'll take I'll take I'll, I'll take anything Mad Max, like any of it. Um, I mean, I you know, especially once you get past kind of the first one, once it gets more mm-hmm. uh, in the outback and more in the kind of the, the wilderness of it, uh, I'll take any any Max story. Oh, yeah. I can. I'm, I think I'm right there with you. There's that. Uh, I think they're working on Furiosa. I think there's. That's um, right. I think she's getting on, which is just amazing. Yeah, uh, amazing. The, he, he, there was actually something he mentioned in that interview where there was other characters. I, I don't think they made the cut for the film, but they had plans to do a whole Furiosa, and I think some some there's something. Yeah, made yeah, they, um, yeah, because they had so much. I think they made. They've already they already made the film while they were making. They didn't make the film, but they already had the entire story written for yeah i think you said like two other movies yeah before they started shooting for fairy road they already had they had basically three movies because they had so much because he goes he does so much like backstory and there were there were so many storyboards they had so much information that they were able to kind of coalesce into into other stories it was was just himself it was just brendan and and miller for a spell working off this whiteboard where at the end of a period of filling the whiteboard they press print and this whiteboard to print out all the boards they've done and then they go back and do it again do it again yeah 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 um and it it just didn't really work for them so as we've been talking there dave's been showing us uh, some images from the book and they are all stunning what's the title of the book there dave i kind of half missed it so it is uh, Mad Max Fury Road Inspired Artists Deluxe Edition with commentary from the artist and George Miller. Cool. That's uh, that's Tony Edwards spread on it. But it's it uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, if you can get your hands on it, do. Like John Van Fleet, Gabriel Delato, Nicholas Scott, Tara McPherson, Lieber Miho, Teddy Christensen, Mike Alred, Francesco Francavia, some bloke called Declan Shalvey. I don't know who he is. Ah! Um, David Mack. Riley Rosmo, Sinkovich, like they're all in there, man. It's... Hey Adam, a lot of those guys paint like you. Could see you on the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, JPL's I'll, in yeah. there. Just call them and let them know I'm available. I'll let them know. I'll let them know. Yeah, I let them know. <laughs> yeah. Unreal, man. I mean, I, like, and Warners, please do more books like that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just yeah fantastic like i mean just yeah i did i spent i spent many an hour just drooling over the, over that particular that particular yeah. volume man so um adam where can people yeah. find you what are you up to you know are you on social are you going to cons you know yeah, so I'm on, uh, where's your nearest starbucks uh, we might you know hang out they're know. they're everywhere they're everywhere. <laughs> goddamn everywhere uh on on social media i'm um mostly um adam c cahoon so it's adam uh, c c a h o o n uh, I think that's on most of the, most of the social, uh, networks I'm part of, um, Instagram, Twitter, mostly, uh, I'm going to be at, there's a little con, uh, coming up here in a little bit in Oakland, uh, the Cape and Cowell con. I'll be there walking around with some, with some friends. Um, that's getting a bit that, bigger. I, that's getting a little bit bigger over time. Is it Cape and Cowell? Well, it's... this is, uh, so that's, this is the first con they put on, right. uh, Cape and Cowell right. just won the Eisner. Just for, won the uh, Eisner. Best, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best yeah, comic yeah. book shop. Yeah. There, that's so. I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from I'm from that area. So that's that's my favorite comic book shop of all time. And those guys awesome. are, it's well deserved. Those guys are amazing. Yeah. Um. And it's such a it's such a wonderful little little shop. Um. And so to have them, you know, they get nominated every year, but to have them finally win is and then right now, right before their their first conference, I think it's just absolutely incredible. Um. Yeah. It's so I'm I'm just I'm really happy for those guys. Um. Yeah, congratulations. Uh. But then for the rest of the year, I don't I don't have much else because. Uh, I'm wrapping up um, uh, the nasty, which I'll be finished with. I think at the end of September, 
Okay. Um, so I'm kind of staying out of comms this year to kind of get that get that all wrapped up. And I'm uh, just a little over halfway done uh, drawing issue six. Uh, cool. Or no, issue seven. I'm sorry, issue seven. And so I got one more to go after this, uh, and then I can I can take a breather for for a weekend and nice. just kind of take it easy. Good man, you got a few things uh, a few things cooking. Yeah. So so we just uh, we just did the Kickstarter for Greetings from the Maglev. Yeah. The first two books of those are uh, already drawn, uh, finished years ago. Uh, and so I'm going to start the third and final chapter, um, sort of, uh, as soon as, as soon as the nasty is done. Okay. Uh, and then I got a little project I'm working on with, uh, DB Andre. Yeah. Uh, the, the nice. uh, and then potentially uh, a little something with, with him and Tim. Uh, oh, very good. Uh, very good. They're, they're going to be putting out. Well, so, him yet again making an, uh, another uh, like name call on on this I mean, podcast. He, must... he keeps coming on this. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get him on. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get him you on. You gotta get yeah. him on. He's just yeah. he's absolutely wonderful. He's the reason I I uh, got in with the nasty. So I met oh, no I met way. DB. Uh, DB introduced me online to Tim, and then Tim and I kind of started working on. We did some design projects together, um, and then uh, when the nasty needed needed help, um, Tim's the Tim's the one that brought me in. So I, I owe that guy everything. So. Cool. Yeah, he's um, the man's a legend. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. He, he's really coming across well. I mean, yeah. well, you know, like... I got. I think. I think he sleeps like two hours a night. He he has, he has to. to. Yeah, he's got to be one of those guys. He does so much. It's unbelievable. Then he, he put up this quick huge spread. I think yesterday did he put it put a like a tweet From enormous. Yeah, and he was like, "I must yeah. get back to this." I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. He's. I mean, he uh, he's writing that. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't. He didn't draw that spread, but yeah. Uh, but, but still, like, still, just, just yeah. you know, the the just work project after project yeah. after yeah. project. Yeah. I mean, he, he does these monthly tweets, like where he puts out like the amount of titles he worked on, uh, that yeah. month, and it's it's an yeah. immense amount of work, you know. I mean, yeah. and, like his, sorry, uh, an enormous his, amount his of work, spread. I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he like he takes a photo of like all his comps for that month that he's yeah. worked on, you're just like, yeah. fucking Tim, build a fort. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like I get my one, and I'm like, whew. Yeah. What, what do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. I have so many. What, what do I do? He's, he's wallpapering his house with his comps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, man. Well, you will be soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like thank the, you, man. The, uh, yeah, the future the future's looking bright. I mean, your, your work's phenomenal. So um, you know, congratulations on the nasty. And, well, thank and I can't you. wait Very to see much. more. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, this, it's a joy to read. I mean, like, give us some more, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, we're I'm, we're going to get I, more. I'm sure we're going to get more. Yeah, I'll work, I'll work with, with John in, per, in perpetuity. Like, that guy, whatever yeah. that guy wants to do, I'm I'm on board for it. He's hilarious. If only anyone could understand a word he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's, John. There's a, there's a percentage of drop-off. There's a percentage yeah. of drop-off. Yeah. Like, when he gets excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll be we'll be seeing him at Thought Bubble anyway. Um, uh, he got yeah, yeah. the guest actually just a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. on that list of guests. It's Tula yeah. and yeah. John Lee's. Like, yeah. good. Ah, I'm so yeah. happy for that guy. That's, yeah, man, he's, he's up there. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely doing it. You know, um, but yeah, listen, well, well deserved, well deserved. Absolutely, absolutely, he's one of the best out there. But thanks so much for joining us, man. It's been it's been a yeah, real thank pleasure. you guys. Yeah, this and, is awesome. uh, I was really looking we'll, forward to this one. We'll have you back on uh, uh, as soon as as soon as the next next book's out, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, if you want to, happy to happy hang anytime. Awesome, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Remember, man. GMT plus one. Yeah, well, yeah. GMT plus one. We'll get t-shirts. Oh God, <laughs> times are a bastard. Oh, <laughs> look, right. you know, we we got our independence, but you know, they 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 left us with the clock. All right. Yeah, so did we. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Cheers. Nice one. All right, Cheers, guys. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us on The Odds Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look out for The Odds coming soon from Scout Comics. And please tell us what your favourite apocalypse is. You can find me on Twitter at Benessy. That's B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y. And me on at Dave Hendrick. Big thanks to our producer, Adrian Carty, and we'll see you at the end of the world.